smiled on me. Welcome to Roar, everybody. Thank you for being a part of the podcast today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My name is Sam Spellman. Today is going to be a good day. Um, it's going to be a fun little conversation. Um, we're going to get into Romans chapter 10 today. That's kind of the little, it's a section of scripture in there we're going to read and uh, look about, look about, look into. It's going to be fun. So yeah, thanks for listening to the to the show today. Uh, this is always a blast to do these. I always feel like a zillion times better than when I start them because they're just so good that I always, they encourage me probably as much as they encourage you. So there's some good news for you today. But if this is your first time listening to the show, my name is Sam Spellman. Um, This is called Roar, Revealing Our Amazing Redeemer. We just go and do a little deep dive into some scripture, hopefully not too much. At one time, we try to make them into bite-sized chunks and just kind of let the Holy Spirit highlight what He wants to highlight and help us, you know, kind of digest and get into the scripture. So today, without further ado, drum roll. That's my drum roll. We're going to read Romans chapter 10 and specifically... Like, let's do verse, let's do six. Well, five through like 11, this whole dispensation. And this talks about like why we have a prayer of salvation. Um, You know, whenever we're born again, there's something that happens. But to be born again, there's a specific process that happens. And uh, Romans 10 right here, this section just kind of spells it out really, really nice. So, we're going to read it, and then uh, we'll talk about it a little bit. So it says this, verse 5, I'm reading in the ESV, says, For Moses writes about righteousness that's based on the law, that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. But the righteousness based on faith says, Do not say in your heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? It says, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Now that right there is good news. But if you listen to the last podcast, I talked about kind of the power of our heart being like, you know, like dirt a little bit, you know, it's like the ground, it it grows what's put in it. And then words being like seeds. Um, So when we hear the word of God and that seed of truth lands, we have to do something with it. You know, it's, it's part of cultivating our garden. And this is a principle that applies into a lot of different things. Um, but cultivating our heart, cultivating our soul, keeping our soul in a healthy place, our heart in a healthy place, in a loving place, um, in a, a place with the Lord. Jesus said, if you do my commandments, we will abide in you, myself and our Father. Um, so there's this, you know, when you will abide in us, there's this, that language that comes out in like John 17. So this here, though, back to to Romans 10, kind of do a little loop-de-loop here. He says, because you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
Verse 10, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So both of those things are required. <clears throat> There's got to be a, a faith in the heart, a belief, a trust. And then there's got to be a physical outworking of that trust. The Bible says that faith without works is dead in James. So this is the same kind of situation. If I have faith, you know, I can believe, you know, that God exists. But until I do something about it and I confess with my mouth unto salvation, then I just have an opinion. I just, I might believe something. But see, it requires both. To be saved, you have to work with both of those things. It's very similar in our own minds. You know, we might believe that God is for me, but until I begin to start speaking it out of my own mouth where I can hear it, you know, or or prosperity or health or he, I mean, some of these other things that, you know, we kind of run up against and kind of deal with these troubles, these situations in life, until we begin to put our words on it and have faith with it. Like, think about this. Whenever Jesus was talking to the disciples and he, he's talking about faith in the size of a mustard seed, and he says, if one would say to that mountain, be removed and cast it. He didn't say unless someone walked over there, picked up the mountain and cast it into the sea. He said, no, speak to the mountain. It's a different principle. It's a spiritual way of doing things. God creates with his words. He created the universe with his words. He created light with his words. So there's this element of creation of making something happen that is directly connected to our words. Now, the devil has tried to pervert it, and you see a lot of uh, uh, weird uh, weirdness in the sense of it's deceptive, it's dark, and it's not from a from a faith in the Lord and a trust in God. But man has authority in the earth. And I'm going to try to kind of say this very quickly without going down a rabbit trail here. But the Bible says whenever, you know, God created man, he said, take care of the earth, subdue it, multiply it. I've put the fear of you in every animal. He said to Noah when Noah got off the boat, right? Steward it, be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth, repopulate it. It's what he told to Adam whenever he was in the garden, right? So there's this this element of responsibility that man has, people have over the earth specifically, natural things specifically. So because of that, you know, witchcraft, um, power of positive thinking, manifestation, new age, a lot of that is directly connected to worshiping the creation, not the creator, right? You kind of understand the difference between that. So because there's this worshiping of the creation, there is the element of manifesting something into being, saying it enough times, believing it enough times, power of positive confession, right? Those things are a warped version and using the true authority. Man has authority in the earth, but it's authority apart from God. It's a self, it's using the authority you have for yourself instead of the authority for the love of, for the love in which you've been given that responsibility. It's like the difference between a good king and a bad king. A good king uses his power to take care of the kingdom, help the people, grow the kingdom, grow prosperity, right? Multiply all, be fruitful and multiply. That was the job requirement, right? But a selfish king uses it all for himself, uses his power to do what he wants, get the woman he wants, get the things he wants, get the car, right? There's a difference. See, you, you start messing with some of the manifesting and that's all. Then you start working with some other spirits and some other things that I do not recommend. And that's not what I'm actually talking about when I'm saying, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. I'm talking about there's a spiritual law 
that is in place. Whether we like it, that's just the way it is. So what you speak, the Bible says this, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Well, if you speak life enough, of course you're going to have life come. If you speak death enough, of course you're going to have death come. That's just, that's a, it's a just foundational fact. You don't mess with that. But understanding that there's this confession that is made unto righteousness is very important for our walk with the Lord. The confession that is made unto life and godliness, speaking things out, reading the word. That's why it's important when you read the word. This is something we can put into practice. Something I've started putting into practice. Honestly, I probably need to do it more now that I'm just reminded of it. But take the word of God and don't just read it in your, um, like read it just in your head. You know, but read it out loud, vocalize what you're saying, read it on the page, like read it where you can hear yourself. Because then you can hear it. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So hearing it as you speak it out loud, you're not only then, then you're activating believing it as you read it and you're speaking it. At the same time, you're, you're exercising kind of both of those muscles, proverbial muscles, so to speak. But this idea that righteousness based on faith. Now, that's the kind of the beginning. I'm going to kind of jump back to the beginning of the verse that I read, Romans 10. He says, but the righteousness based on faith says, do not uh, say in your heart who will ascend to heaven versus the law of Moses, which is based on natural outworkings and the bull of in the blood of bulls and goats. Paul previously in Romans chapter 9 did a very big discussion on being justified by faith versus works. Um, and so without going completely into it, whenever you're reading this, the actual run up to what we're reading, Paul was talking about the faith of God, God being the one who justifies, who planned ahead, who created vessels for righteousness, vassals for wrath. So he goes in this whole discourse and he even goes to the point where he says, who are you man as the clay to say to the potter, what are you doing? So he even addresses that self-righteous you know, I'm going to do what I want. I want it this way. Why did you do it like that, God? Didn't you know? Like that kind of self-justifying, um, uh, self-righteous, just egotistical kind of perspective. He hits that on the head in the chapter before. So when he's talking about the righteousness on faith, it's this humble trust in God that is the thing that cultivates then our words to speak, that humble trust in who God is. And that trust, that faith, only comes by hearing the Word of God. See, that's why the Bible talks about being a preacher, being a believer, confessing things. How will they know unless they've heard? How will they go unless they're sent? How will, You know, that whole discourse of Scripture. So understanding that the power of God is directly connected to how vocal we are, Right? You know, how vocal are we going to be about God's goodness? Because that, it matters what we say. It matters how we, you know, j- speak of God's goodness. It matters how we, we give the, the glory to Him. That's why those, you know, we sing songs at worship. You know, we'll, we'll go to a church service and a lot of times they open up the services with this song. Well, why why do we even go into that? Why does that even have to happen? Why do we have to sing with our voices? Well, it's because out of our heart, we're confessing things, we're speaking things, we're releasing things. You know, when we say things, I'm just talking about spiritual reality. We're, we're, we're vocalizing back to the one who spoke to us, right? You know, if, if, 
not to get too crazy scientifical on it. Scientifical, that's a great word, Sam. Great start. Scientific with it. Everything is moving. All atoms, everything is vibrating, right? Scientifically speaking, everything is moving at some speed or another. Every atom is bouncing off one another, right? Solids, liquids, you learn that all in like chemistry and science class. So if everything is moving, well, why is it all moving? Well, because God breathed, God is spirit. He spoke, he created things with, so everything is made from that vibration of his voice. Okay, everything that is created is vibrating, correct? Well, it was all made by the vibration of his words, his right? His vocal cords, for lack of a, you know, again, not to say God's a man, but I'm just, I'm just, help me, just bear with me here. I'm using it kind of like a meta- metaphorically speaking. I'm not going to go up there and just say God's got vocal cords, but he speaks. God speaks. He, you know, um, the Bible says in Psalms says, he that made the eyes, does he not see? He that planted the ears, does he not hear? He that ru- judges the nations, does he not? Okay, so just, just bear with me here. God, he can see some things, he can hear some things, and he speaks. God speaks. He's given his word. That's just, it's the way it is, and I'm not going to try to explain it. He speaks, and there's this vibration that everything is dealing with, right? Everything's vibrating. So when we're singing back, we're just simply vibrating back at the same frequency. We're responding back. We're creating a a chord, if you will. You know, if you ever listen to music, you have different intervals. And so we're making a song back to the Lord. Why? Because he first spoke to us. Again, the clay, the potter. The dust, we were made and formed from the dust, you know? So it's just, why not speak back? Why not give give back the, the glory to the one who gave it to you? The one who gave me life, well, I just want to thank him that he even gave me life. He's the one that gave me this time with family. He's the one that planted me with those around me. He's the one that's given me sustenance. He's given me life, right? That I think it's it's due a little at least a little bit of thanksgiving. So that's why we open with song, right? To remind ourselves to actively keep these things, you know, in front of us, so that the flesh that we have doesn't just overwhelm us, right? Because you begin to speak things out, you hear it more. It becomes more. Um, it becomes the louder voice becomes the more prominent voice in your soul and in your heart. It's important that we have the word of God as the prominent voice in our heart right? Because that way I can believe and confess it. I can hear it. When pressure comes, then the Holy Spirit brings up the scripture that I listen to, and then I have something to work with to resist the enemy, to resist selfishness, to resist, you know, whatever addiction, to resist whatever feelings, to resist whatever pain. I have the ability to handle it because I've actually put in enough scripture that I can you know, repeat it back. I can give it back. I can speak it out. Kind of understand what I'm saying? Hopefully this today is just kind of a good reminder of the importance of our words and the importance of what we're listening to. But specifically in the regard of being saved and of working in the spirit, working on spiritual things, dealing with spiritual things, it's directly connected to our belief in God, our trust in God, our faith in God, and the use of our words regarding those things. Does that make sense? Hopefully that helps and encourages you. If, you've, if you're dealing with something and you feel like things just aren't changing, maybe you haven't put your words on it. Maybe you haven't heard enough word from the Lord to even know what to say. Well, that's why the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. And that knowing isn't just a 
remember. It's it's a remembering, it's an understanding. That word knowing is a very intimate word. The Bible also said that Adam knew Eve and then Cain and Abel came to be, right? So that knowing is actually, it's a very intimate word. We, you get alone with God. You get very intimate with God. You let him speak to you in that, you know, where he's like right in your face. That's why the Aaron's blessing says, may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you. In other words, make himself known to you, lift his countenance, his face, get face to face with you and then give you peace. So that blessing is directly connected to how intimate you are with God. We now have God living on the inside of us. If you've been born again, confess, right? There's that intimacy that then is able to happen. They make the God, God makes his habitation with you. You become the temple of the Holy Spirit who resides on the inside of you till the day of promise, right? There's a lot of really, really good stuff that's connected, but it's connected to our belief, our faith, and our words. All of those things, they work together. You can't just have one of them. They all got to work together. So make sure we're working with all those things today. There's your homework. No, just make sure you're working with those things. It's something I need to be reminded of, something we all need to be reminded of to make sure we're actively exercising the fullness of who God has made us to be. So thank you for listening to the podcast today. Thank you for being a part of the conversation. If there's anything you want to talk to me about, check the description of the podcast. There's links to get in touch with me there, as well as links to the website if you want to support the podcast in any way there as well. Also, leave a review if you can on whatever platform you're listening. We appreciate those. They really help the podcast to get out to more people. Um... I think that's all she wrote for today. I appreciate you guys so very much. Thank you for listening. And may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and lift his countenance upon you and give you peace.